Before we get into this episode, go guys, I want to give a shout out to Mills Home Center of Columbus, Mississippi. Y'all go see my boy, Sean Gates down at Mills Home Center. I was actually with him last night, talked to him. He's a, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, we've worked together in a lot of different aspects, and he has always done right by me. Um, has a great reputation around town. Go down to Mills where they have the thrills and the deals. They'll hook you up with a mobile home. They have one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom, five bedroom, even six bedroom. I actually don't know if they have a one bedroom or not. I know they have two bedroom up to a six bedroom. Uh, y'all go check him out. He is. Uh, he will hook you up if you are in the market for a mobile home. Man. Welcome to the Man Up Podcast with your host, Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves, along with his co-host, Wesley, the Armadillo Wrangler Dunham. Hello, how are y'all doing out there? <laughs> I don't think they can hear you on that one, dog. How are y'all doing out there? Um, no, it was just my intro voice. I'm not going to have a different voice the whole time. I can't either. This pollen's got me jacked up, so if I try to do it, it's going to get scratched. Isn't it crazy, bro? And then I'll just be like... Beginning like, of February, <laughs> and we are pollened out here in the sip, baby. Man, my car's yellow. Bruh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, we're going to have a cold snap this week, I believe, though. hope so. Supposed to. Because um, I ain't mowed my yard yet, and it's getting close to it, and we, I really don't feel like doing it right now. We talked a little bit about John Jones and Surreal Gan. Uh, <laughs> I want to just say that we are living in the era of one of the greatest combat sport athletes that's ever going to be involved in the sport. Now, the sport may get more competitive as time goes on. Yeah. That could happen. But I think we are undoubtedly in the era of John Jones. And people just, I don't feel that people really get that. Like, yeah. this is the Ali of our time. He's the—he's greater than the Ali of our time. He's the—I mean, he's just the— Was it, like, 15 title defenses? Something like that. Or title title wins, something, something like, like that. Yeah. Um, I know you want to hate him because he's a shithead, and he is a shithead. <laughs> I, I will fully admit the guy's a shithead. I'm not here to judge his personal relationship with his wife. I'm not here to judge him based on how responsibly he drinks. He is a shithead. <laughs> I'm here to judge— how well the guy can fight. Yeah. And homie can fight. He's the best that's ever put on gloves in MMA. You, you want to argue Khabib? How many title defenses? Who'd he uh, fight? He only had 14 total fights, wasn't it? No, that was more than that, I think. 14 total fights in the UFC. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, in the UFC. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure John Jones has defended his title as many times as Khabib time, right, has fought yeah. in the UFC. You can't compare them. You can't compare them. Khabib did it to a couple people. John Jones has been doing it for 10 years yeah. at this level. I mean. He's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, you, you could you could argue the Dominic Reyes fight could possibly tarnish it a little. Not really. Not really you can't. Not in my opinion. Right. Um, I mean, to, to consistently come back out. Because, all right, as the champion, every time you fight, you're Giving people more things to work on. Mm -hmm. Everybody's training to beat you. Mm -hmm. Everybody's coming for you. Everybody's coming up with attack plans on how to beat you. Right. You are the guy. You're the guy everybody's going after. So every time you fight, it becomes more impressive if you keep winning. Mm -hmm. That's why you see a lot of people, they become champion. They defend maybe once or twice, sometimes not even that. They lose, and they never see that success again. 
People figured him out. Yeah. Who do you think they'll throw him to next? So they've already confirmed Stipe Miocic. Oh, is it? Okay. It's already confirmed. Yeah, they confirmed it immediately after the fight. Immediately after the fight. It's already been confirmed. Stipe versus John Jones. How old is Stipe now, though? Do you think he's – I don't believe Stipe is going to beat him. I mean, her, him and Daniel Cormier had a, definitely had a back and forth. Yeah. Uh, but I don't believe Stipe can beat John. Not even a little. I don't I don't think so. Not think, at this you time. You think it'll be quick like it was for – I don't know if it'll be quick, and now they're saying Francis Nagano's Dana White says he's not coming. He's not going to even resign him if he wants to. Is he talking I'm about calling bullshit? Back? No, but I'm calling bullshit. He'll want to come back after he fights Tyson Fury. If yeah. he fights Tyson Fury, he's going to want to come back with his tail between his legs. In my opinion, oh, well, he'll make enough money. He may not need to because that's the thing, man. He's, that's, that's what I say. He's going to make money, but as a fighter, being a fighter sucks so much. That's the reason why you don't see fighters hang on that long, like. When fighters make enough money that they can retire, they usually do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why you want you want to say like, fighters shouldn't make as much as football players. Football players hold on for a long time. Like they quit because they have to. Yeah, fighters quit as soon as they can, because it is a nightmare. Yeah, they're getting in a cage and fighting the best people in the world in a fight. Like and you, you yeah, and you see a lot of them that hang on too long, and you know they're hanging on too long. Yeah, like you yeah. see it too. But the, 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 there's just some people that just have that in them. You know, but a lot of fighters, and I think Nagano's going to be one of those people. I think he's fighting because he's hungry. I think he's fighting because it was that of the minds. Yeah. You know, I don't. I think once he's got a hundred million in his bank account, I believe he's done. I think so. I don't think he'll fight again. Yeah. I think he'll go. I think he'll go sit on a beach. I think he'll go drink a mahi mahi, and you know what I'm saying? Mahi mahi. That's a fish, uh, right? Isn't that a fish? I think so. Isn't it? It's a drink too, though I think. Okay, okay, I'm mahi, I'm, mahi. I'm, I'm, All right, I don't it know. Sounded like it. <laughs> we drink mimosas or drink drink uh, whatever. Yeah. And. I think he's done. And I'm going to be honest with you, I would be too. Some of them just can't hang it up, though, like like yeah. Glover Teixeira. He's, he's in his 40s. Yeah, or a or better just, example would have been like retire, Anderson though, Silva. Did. Yeah. Where, or Chuck Liddell, where they start losing, and it's like, oh, man. Well, they even with BJ Penn. Yeah, I don't like, believe Glover Teixeira. I think that's how you say his name. Saying that right. I don't believe Glover Teixeira ever made an amount of money where he could quit. He won the title. Right. Probably made a couple hundred grand, but like a hundred mil, that's like retirement money. Oh, for sure. You got a hundred mil, like, okay, you can quit now. Yeah. You really ain't, you could spend it if you were stupid, but if you get you a good money financial manager, make a few investments. Like, you know, don't. did with the whiskey and and stuff like that. Yeah, well, he was, that was a next level good investment, really. And then turn around and Uh, sold it. Even just, even just some, maybe in some real estate investments Mm -hmm. and, you know, like like put it in the stock market and with it like Apple or with like uh, Amazon or something yeah. safe. That'd be smart. And I, you know, matter of fact, um, did you ever listen to the episode when Eric Anders was on Joe Rogan? No, I didn't. He know. was talking Eric about Anders that. was on uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, he Eric was Anders about, was. Huh? Really? He was talking about that. How he had he's got other things like real estate properties and stuff like that. Oh, damn, I, should, I definitely wish now that I'd went to hang out with him. You know, he asked me to go hang out after the bare knuckle fights the other night. Really? Yeah, he was like, hey, come on. He, Mo was there. He was like, hey, come out and drink with me. We're yeah. going to Bourbon Street. Let's go party. And I was like, I might hit you up. And he gave me his number. Yeah. And I didn't hit him up. Dang. Dang. <laughs> Should have went. Yeah. Been like, hey, come get on my podcast next. That way I'll have a, I'll have somebody that was also on the Joe Rogan podcast be on my podcast, you know? Yeah, he was talking about that. Like, just like you were saying, you know, having other things to uh, to, to fall back on, I guess. Or yeah, type absolutely. Yeah. I mean, with, with fighting, there's no retirement. There's yeah. no medical. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, most people that are fighting that make it to the next level of sport. Boxing, too, really. Um, 
they didn't have a lot of other options. Yeah. Like they didn't fighting such a tough sport, boxing, MMA, whatever. Like it's such a tough sport that most of the time people that are good at it, people that stick with it, guys like, I'm going to be honest, guys like me. Mm-hmm. I just have too many other options that I can make more money. Like I'm good on camera. I can market. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I've, like I, I just, I don't, I have, a, I have enough resources that like the amount of money I would make fighting would be abysmal compared to how much money mm-hmm. I can make if I didn't fight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make way more money not fighting than fighting. Fighting takes so much of your energy, so much of your focus. I, fi- I fight every once in a while. You know, I, f- I didn't take a paycheck on my last fight. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't take a paycheck. I didn't I didn't even take my commission. Really? No, I traded my commission with a little commission I got. Um, I just got Maddie and Balin ringside seats. They were like, hey, I, I just, I'll just give my wife and daughter ringside seats. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And that was it. I didn't even take I didn't take a I didn't take any kind of commission. I didn't take a dollar. Hmm. I didn't take any for gas. I just I just went and fought. Um the last boxing match? Yeah, my last yeah. boxing match. I didn't take any money at all. I just cuz I just I don't fight cuz I need money. I fight cuz I like to fight. Like it, yeah. I fight cuz I'm having, I'm having fun and it is good for my branding. Mm-hmm. Um it is good to kind of remind people like I'm still relevant in a way yeah. like in the fight community. But um but yeah, no, I don't and when I do fight, I, I mean, I got paid pretty good for my first couple box matches. Mm-hmm. I made pretty good on those. But, yeah, the last one, I didn't, I didn't take anything. And I probably won't take anything on my next one either. Or if I do, it'll be a very small, minimal amount, depending on who the opponent is. If did it's they, a really tough opponent, it'd be different. Did they ask? Did they approach you about those uh, at the trotter? No, they As a coach, but not as a fighter. Okay. They, they asked if I had anybody that wanted to fight amateur, but they did not approach me about fighting professionally, no. Mm-hmm. Um, which seems crazy to me. Yeah. Like – and he may not know the numbers, but I don't mean this ugly. Nobody around here sells tickets the way I sell tickets. Oh, that's true. Not yeah. in Columbus, Mississippi. I've yeah. never seen anybody else around here outside of this gym, especially move tickets like I move tickets. Mm-hmm. Like when I fight, I sell tickets. I sell shit tons of tickets. Yeah. Like most of the time, when you, when I was talking to Sean about this. Sean, I fought. Sean put on like five or six, seven shows, something like that. I fought on two of them. He said that there were only two shows that he made any money on at all, and it was the two I fought on. Because of the fan base that came? Yep. Yeah. Wow. He said he said none of his other shows, he broke even or lost money on almost all the other ones or made just a very minimal amount. He Dang. said the fights that I that I fought on were the only ones he actually made any money on, hmm. which is why I got paid. Yeah. You know, I got I got a good paycheck. I, I did well. A lot of these fighters, man, especially in boxing, but MMA too, they want to be fighters, but they don't want to be ticket sellers. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and because I'm a promoter, I'm a coach, and I'm a fighter – and the whole time I was fighting, I always knew your value as a fighter is the butts you put in the seat. Yeah. It's not about how good of a fighter you are, which is why it's different than like the NFL or the NBA. Like those things really are just about how good of a player you are. Mm-hmm. Fighting is not that way. Fighting, even at the lowest level, when promoters are putting on shows, when we're deciding how much we're going to pay, I know a lot of promoters now are paying people based on their record. But a lot of time, as a smaller promoter, you can't. Yeah, you pay people based on who's bringing the crowd. Who are people coming to watch fight? Mm-hmm. And that's something that Logan and Jake Paul have figured out. That's the reason why fighters hate them. Fighters hate this fact. Fighters hate this fact. Fighters hate the fact that it's not about how good of a fighter they are. It's about how many butts they put in the seats. It doesn't change the facts, though. That's what it is. That's what it is. If you're a good enough fighter, you can put enough butts in the seats. Anderson Silva, 
Anderson Silva versus Conor McGregor. Which one's the bigger superstar? Conor McGregor. Yeah. Which one had the better career? Anderson Silva by a lot. Oh, yeah. GSP versus Conor. Same thing. Which one had the better career? GSP by a long shot. Yeah. By a long shot. Conor has some impressive fights, but nothing compared to GSP. Right. Nothing. Who got paid more? Conor, all day. By a lot. Yep. Who made more money? Who is more iconic? Who's more famous? Who's leveraged it into more things? In a shorter time. Connor. Connor, 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 Connor. GSP was great, but GSP did not have the selling factor that Connor has. He didn't have the mouth. He couldn't talk shit as well. He didn't. He, he wanted to play the good guy, and good guys don't sell tickets the right. same way. Right. Uh, it saved Chel Sonnen's career. Putting butts in seats is the value a fighter brings to the table. It do, doesn't matter why. And Logan Paul, Jake Paul, these YouTubers, whatever, they're, they figured that out. They can make the same money Floyd Mayweather makes when they box just by being as famous as Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. not by being as good as Floyd Mayweather. You don't have to be as good. You have to be as famous. Right. People want to watch. Like, if you were to tell me uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger were going to box, I'd watch it all day long. Of course. <laughs> I want to see that fight. Why? Because they're good boxers? No. Because no, they're famous. Because they're, they're famous. Like, yeah. And they're famous, like, quote-unquote, tough guys. I want to see if they actually can fight or not. Yeah. Especially Sly. He played yeah, Rocky. You got to be. You got to be Come on, bro. No, a little bit. You, got, you had to pick up. But he did not look good in those movies. He did not look like he and move like a professional fighter at all. No. That's one thing I don't like about Rocky, really, is it, he was just a punching bag. Like, being a punching bag against the world champion, you're not going to do that for 12 rounds, bro. No human could do that. No. You no. know? So, that, he, he didn't move like a pro fighter. He didn't keep his hands up. He didn't, he didn't have head movement. It's just an action movie. He just, yeah, it's just, but it's yeah. a cool movie. But I, I, don't think, I don't think it's like in box. You don't think he took anything away from it? Maybe a little. Like with, I mean. Uh, like, even like John claude Van Damme. You know, he was, a, what, a gymnast or something like that? Yeah. But you don't think he took any sure. skill away from yeah, it? Yeah, of course some. Yeah, he can definitely kick. And, I mean, being able to kick is better than not being able to kick. Knowing how to throw a yeah. punch is better than not. But it's. It's just a whole other level when you start talking about actually getting in there and competing. You know what martial art I think gets kind of looked over a good bit because not a lot of them do MMA, but it's Sanda. I don't know if Sanda I know. Kung Fu. It's like a Chinese boxing, uh-huh. kickboxing. It's super legit, super legit martial art. I would say, uh, like it is Kyokushin karate of like Chinese Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. It's super legit. Um, they do sweeps. They do takedowns. It's leg kicks punches everything it's it's just open mat and it's super legit you should check it out it's fun to watch i know that that um karate's kind of been making a comeback with that um uh, was it the karate combat yeah. World combat, Ka- yeah. karate combat league, karate combat league i believe the, the, yeah the something like the, that the slanted yeah, walls I, I on the like side that. i think it's, it's pretty cool yeah, yeah it's actually pretty cool no actually let them do sweeps and um i guess an approach into a ground pound before he stops it or kind of but you yeah know, they can attack What's on the ground super kinda. cool is that slanted wall, how that changes the art, yeah. too. Because you can't back up to it. If you back up to it, you're definitely losing footing. Right. You definitely can't have power. If you So you can't back up. And that's, I think, what it's designed to do. The cage, I can kind of get on the cage a little bit of the ropes. Uh-huh. I can play rope-a-dope. You know, I can get on the cage and we can wrestle. But if we have a, a wall that's leaned like that, that would change everything. Oh, yeah, of course. It would change everything for MMA, too. Yeah. If you did MMA in that in that environment, it would change the sport completely. Yeah, or like doing MMA with a, in like boxing rings. That changes things too. Yeah. Yeah, differently, but yeah, that changes things too. 
It changes the wrestling game a lot. The The cage really complements wrestling and probably grappling too. The cage helps with grapplers because it was kind of like when I was fighting. I was never a great wrestler, but I just knew if I shot a double hard enough, there was going to be a cage back there somewhere. If you sprawled, I could just keep driving my double, and eventually I'm going to hit something that I can wrestle from. Have you ever done any MMA in a – Ring? I've never fought in a ring. No, not never fought. Well, never done MMA in a boxing ring yet. Right. Never fought MMA in a boxing ring. I've only fought MMA in a cage. Yeah, that would change it because, like you say, if Mm -hmm. if you got a double leg and you're just driving and driving and driving, I mean. Yep. Changes a lot. Same changes wrestling from MMA to wrestling, too, and jiu-jitsu because you can sprawl and be driven out of bounds in wrestling and in Mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu the same thing. But in MMA, I could just drive you to the wall and then take you down on the wall. Yeah. And the wall changes quite a bit. It would make me – a worse fighter if I didn't have a wall, like if I didn't have something solid to put, hold you, put you against. Yeah, especially like I'd be fine against people that didn't know what they were doing, but against like trained fighters, good strikers and stuff, it would be harder for sure. What'd you call that, Sanda? Sanda. Is it? Yeah. It's not. This isn't new. It's like a no, traditional? no, 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 no. Yeah, it's been around forever. I'm about to check it out. It's super legit. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Um, I don't think that I've ever heard of it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I follow a couple pages on uh, Instagram. And uh, oh, I, I just showed you this. We got featured on BJJ Eastern Europe. Nice. Yeah, y'all want to see it? It's right here on my talk about. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, it's my talk about. My talk about like using jujitsu in a street fight. Yeah. Where in a street fight, if you can't break it, you shouldn't grab it. Don't go for subs. You can't break something with. You know, no pain compliance. Like I'm breaking stuff, yeah. and I'm putting you out. You know. Well, street fights, you know, it's good to know that, but you, I mean, you got to use your other options too. You can't think that you're in a just a tournament. No, I, I'm just trying. If I'm in a, if I'm in like a street altercation, my mindset is, <laughs> it's me. I'm winning. I'm getting out of there. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just, I'm gonna end it as quickly as I can. Yeah. What are you talking about Jake, I'll just put, I'll just pop it back into place and keep going. What, yeah. oh, what was that? That was a comment on on that video or one of those videos. Oh yeah, one of the <laughs> yeah, it was one of that video or one of the other videos. Somebody was saying that. Oh man, what they say. That they've seen people with a broken arm just pop it back into place and keep fighting. Really? <laughs> no, you haven't. I'm going to call on that bullshit. one. Bullshit. It's not even a hard thing to call bullshit <laughs> on. It's medically impossible. Like, if I pop it out of place, yeah. maybe, but not broken. Hey, bro, time out. Let me, let me fix my hold arm Hold on, bro. Right hold on. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Let me fix my arm, yo. <laughs> All right. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> Jesus. The, the amount of absolute asinine shit that is allowed to be posted on the internet. Isn't it wild? It's is crazy. Insane. The amount of dumbass comments that come across my feed, like come across my, our videos. Because now we've got to where there's so many of them that I don't read them. For one thing, all right, so we posted this one video about like how MMA fighter pay and was unfair with like Nagano. Yeah. And it kind of posted my point on that. And the thing about that was... I said in the beginning of the video that NFL practice squad players make 600K a year, uh-huh. and they do not. So, like, I took a lot of flack for that. They make, like, 200 and something. Yeah. I, would, I just got my numbers mixed up. I just was wrong. Yeah. 100% just wrong. So that one bothered me a little bit. But I went back in there, and I put in the comments. I was like, hey, guys, I was 100% wrong. I fucked up. Like, yeah. whatever. Um, but, man, the amount of shit that I listened to. People were people that upset about that, though? I mean, they were definitely calling me out on it. Yeah, they were definitely, and and I mean, they were right though. I, I was wrong on my numbers. Um, 
But the other ones, dude, the amount of people, like a lot of the women that got mad about me calling Rose from the Titanic a bitch. (laughs) A lot of them were not happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, real unpopular opinion with certain women, apparently. Uh, Guys, and the amount of people that just, like, sent me, like, private messages. Like, hey, it's just a movie. I I know. We get that. (laughs) I know. Uh, I'm not taking it to Congress, everybody. I made a silly video where I was drinking with my friends talking shit about the Titanic. What the fuck do you talk about in your free time? Like, well, now that we're drinking with all my friends, we're going to talk about astrophysics. We're going to talk about theoretical physics. And we're going to talk about calculus. You're drinking with your buddies. What the fuck? Right. Just shooting the ball. Like the amount Talk of people that, thought, that, that were just like, it's just a movie. Dude, I got the, that sent to me in a DM a couple times. I got. The ladies were mad though? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Ladies didn't like it. Ladies didn't like it at all. Um, and then a lot of guys going to like that. Like the amount of women that are mad on this post. Astounding. <laughs> you know what? You know why? Why? Because a lot of men, women are rose from the Titanic. Their guy just didn't die. Yeah. They're alpha widowed. 100%. I believe that 100%. There's a lot of women, a large number of women that are not with the man they want to be with. They settled for that guy, that one of their exes that cheated on them all the time or whatever is who they're actually in love with. Yeah. And they're deep down, they're pissed off about it. And so me saying that you're a bitch, if you're still in love with your piece well, of shit ex, probably hit home. So you're tugging at a lot of heartstrings on the Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Get, it. I get it. And so a lot of women are not going to like that. A lot of women are not going to like me saying that Rose is a bitch for, for – you know, kind of letting her husband take care of her and all those years. And deep down, she was really in love with Jack. And at the end of her life, she was reunited with Jack Yeah. In her, after her death. A lot of women are going to like that. And that's okay with me because I still think you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a bitch too. No, no, listen. D- listen, let me put out an olive branch. I'm going to put out an olive branch, okay? If you are married to another guy, and you married him, but deep down when you married him, you were in love with your ex, your bitch. Wait, that's not Olive Branch. Yeah, but I stand by it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Not Olive Branch. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> okay, fuck you might have been strong. Let me dial back a little bit. But I stand by what I said. Well, I said what I said, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of people get angry. And I like it, man, because what a lot of people don't seem to understand is – a lot of times, and I say this all the time, I'm just saying shit. Yeah. I don't believe it either. We're just sitting around shooting the bull. Yeah. Sometimes on here, I believe it more, but especially like the vlog clips where I'm sitting around talking to like a group of friends, I cannot be held accountable. Like on Friday evenings? Yeah. Friday, I cannot be held yeah. accountable for the opinions that You're I spout talking. when yeah. I, because a lot of times, well, the other thing is, is I'm a, I'm a, I'm a reaction getter. I'm trying to get reactions. Right. I'm not really saying what I believe. I'm just trying to get you to react to it. Mm-hmm. And I love watching people react. My parents do not have this kind of sense of humor at all, which made for a rough high school, you know, cause <laughs> my parents didn't appreciate it at all. Um, cause my parents also, you know, they're good Christian people and they react really strongly to things. So, you get a kid that really likes reactions and with parents that really react heavily and then one feeds off the other and I just keep getting bigger and bigger. And you know what I mean? It yeah, just, it doesn't yeah. end well, but yeah, like I can't, I don't really mean a lot of the things I say a lot of the time, honestly, I just, 
Like I'm, I, I, I'm thinking it at the time is all it is. Yeah. Like in that moment, especially you know when you're smoking, for instance, you'd be smoking a little grass, and I sound like a douche when I said that smoking a little grass. <laughs> what the fuck, you're smoking a little weed, and you're sitting there thinking, and you just have like thoughts come in your head. You're like, damn, what if, what if, you know, people are really just like parasites and every living thing is just a parasite on this planet because we're living off the planet. You know what I mean? You just start yeah. thinking about shit that. You don't really think that necessarily, but it's kind of true. Yeah. And in your high brain, it makes a lot of sense. So you're, like, that's just me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's just my brain all the time. I'm just, I always have this constant. Are y'all that way? Do, I have a constant internal dialogue that never turns off. All the time. I have a all constant internal dialogue. It is never shut up. It never turns off. I'm thinking to myself, both in pictures and in words, constantly. Especially when I'm driving down the road, it gets real loud. Yeah, real bad. If I see something on the side of the road, and, I mean, all the time. I'm so, always talking yeah, to myself. Yeah, constantly. And so uh, that internal dialogue goes to some really weird places for me. Yep. And I, unlike a lot of you guys, am... Willing to say those things out loud. <laughs> That's the only difference. You're pussies. Like, you guys, I started a podcast, and I started saying all this shit into a microphone. It's all the stuff that you guys think when you're driving up and down the highway. You're just too yeah. scared to say it, you know? So I started a podcast. Yeah. I started a YouTube channel so I could say it out loud because I don't care. I don't care. I don't think that I don't think I should be crucified for stupid-ass opinions that I come up most with those, while driving down the road. Most of those people that are probably commenting, like, like the ones that comment on the roads and stuff, probably don't. Have that sarcastic humor, don't right? Get, they probably, yeah, they, they don't probably get dry. Their entire yeah, life. they don't get it at all. They don't yeah. get that I'm joking. Yeah, or they don't get, or, or like just you talking. say, you, you hit their heartstring. I think that's that what it it's is. one of the two. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's a really both. common thing, and I think that's something that all men deep down are afraid of. Yeah, like because you know your wife, it's like if especially when you know how common that is, how common it is for a woman to like deep down be in love with a different guy but just be at the point of her life where she's ready to move on and he's already remarried or he's yeah. out being a man slut or whatever. And she's like, well, let's marry the safe guy. And deep down as a guy, I think we're all scared that we're just that guy. Like she doesn't really, I mean, she loves us, but not like she loves that guy yeah. or loved that guy or whatever. And I'm not the Jack. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The Jack or, or the alpha male that she, the perceived yeah. alpha that she had or whatever. Um, you know, and that, that happens a lot. Happens a lot with women. Happens a whole lot. And it's called being an alpha widow. Yeah. And I think as a guy, you should be a little bit of afraid that that's you. You know, you should you should try to make sure that you're not just the safe guy that she married. Like, you need to be, you need to have a little game. You need to be mm -hmm. the guy that she desires to. Um, which is hard. It's hard to do in marriage. Marriage is a tough place to to maintain that. That alpha status. Yeah. Because women need you to know that you got options. You know, they need to know. And as, when you get married, a lot of time you lose that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she needs to see other women look at you and yeah. stuff. And that's, Especially the older you get, it just kind of fizzles. Right. You know, just, yeah, right. So and then yeah. everybody knows you're married. And she knows, well, I know he's where, where he's at every night. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But, yeah, that Rose situation is kind of the ultimate alpha widow example yeah. like this she knew this guy for three days right three days three days you're in boat. love you've been, you've been holding on to that jewel this whole time you could have sold it like <laughs> you've known him you've known him for three days come on bitch yeah what are you doing it's a fling on yeah. a boat you're on a trip you're going from one place to the other you're getting some dick and you just happen to almost <laughs> drown in some cold ass water I bet it was and you almost died and that's probably what made her fall in love with him really 
she probably would have moved on and forgot about that dude if it hadn't been for the fact that he died. You know, so yeah. it's, like, it's this constant question of what if. Yeah. Like the rest of it. And obviously it's just a movie. And that's like when I analyze shit like that, people are always like, oh my other. God, it's just a movie. I know it's just a movie. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know if you've figured this out or not, but this is kind of what podcasts are. Yeah. We just kind of talk shit into a microphone for, wow, we got another 30 minutes to go in this episode. Um, could you imagine going through life and not in like being one of those ones who don't get sarcasm? Oh, or, yeah. And are dry? Like my I, my I, dad what? doesn't get it. He gets some of it. My dad is not doesn't have really a sense of humor. Really? Yeah, it's 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 really been a problem, me and him being in the same house growing up. Like he really didn't have a sense of humor. Well, so what? Like what? Is, what kind of things? He laughs at things. Oh, okay. uh, he likes dad jokes. Um, oh, they're all, yeah. <laughs> they, they are. They are funny. No, no, yeah. I like dad jokes. I think we like them for different reasons, but um, <laughs> he likes dad jokes. Uh, he likes sitcoms with a laugh track. He needs a cue. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. He'd get mad at me for saying that, but uh, he does. That's what he does find funny. He he finds sitcoms with laugh tracks funny, like that yeah. type of humor. He likes yeah. to watch sitcoms with like laugh tracks. He does not think The Office is funny at all. Really, does well, not like The Office. Parks and Rex does not like that kind of stuff. that kind of stuff at all. Doesn't like awkward humor at all. Um, anything like that. So he wouldn't find like Step Brothers funny. No, 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 no. He would not find Step Brothers funny. Oh, man, I love that stuff. Yeah, no, he would not find that funny. He wouldn't find Pineapple Express funny at all. Great movie. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, one of my top <laughs> five all all time favorites, <laughs> top three comedies. Um, probably top two comedies. Probably that and Step Brothers are probably my one and two, and I don't know which one comes first. Probably Step Brothers number one, Pineapple Express number two, but it's close. Huh. Real close. Real close. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't find that kind of stuff funny. Uh, and what really caused a lot of the friction on our house growing up was I started have like, he does not like to be loud. He mm-hmm. doesn't like to people looking at him. He doesn't like, um, like being the center of attention. He doesn't like um, being around people that draw a lot of attention, and, like in an embarrassing way. Yeah. And as you can imagine... You know you're me. All, you're all of that. I'm all those things. <laughs> like I like to be the center of attention. I like for people to look at me. I like to. I like to. I like to get reactions. So I'll come in here and tell y'all about how my butthole's really sore. And I'm. Do you do that to him? Do the shit. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but no more. That he'll just be like, "That's gross." If I do it to him, but I'll do it in public with him. Like I'll take him out in public and I'll do it with like the waitress. Nice. Because his reactions, what's funny is watching how embarrassed he gets. <laughs> so I'll go in public and I'll like I'll just randomly start singing him happy birthday and it's not even his birthday. Yeah. Or because like him being embarrassed by it makes me even worse. And then me getting worse makes him worse, which makes me even worse. And that can go on forever until finally he'll be like, all right, like I'm just not going to react anymore. And then I'll kind of, I'll calm down. <laughs> it's fun though, isn't it? Yeah, man. Oh my God. Dude, high school. It was your rough. brother's not the same way? Uh, my brother can handle it a lot better, but not the same way. My brother also doesn't really like being the center of attention. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's kind of more of a quiet, introverted type. I know he, you know, we had him on when we were in the uh, early just days. audio. Yeah, he, first like 10 it, episodes. Would he do it in front of camera, though, like uh, this? Probably, would yeah. He? Yeah, I think he probably would. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not completely against it. My dad wouldn't, I don't think. Yeah, but my brother probably would. My mom definitely would. Did he say anything about you when you called him that day? Asked him about his cow, and you put him on live. He didn't say anything. That mm-hmm. didn't stuff like that. No, that bother? didn't bother. Oh, okay. Uh, um, 
No, my, and my mom, my mom would love to do it. Really? Oh yeah, my mom would eat it up. Yeah, it's just I don't know that she how she's I, she wouldn't like the content. Yeah, you know, my mom is a very strong evangelical, right. uh, charismatic Christian woman, and when I say charismatic, she's not Pentecostal; she's charismatic. So it's not like part of the denomination, but she's like speaking in tongues, laying hands on folks, yeah. like like running the aisles type. Like she's like hardcore, mm-hmm. but she cuts her hair and wears makeup. So um, it isn't like affiliated with like a denomination. Yeah. But uh, and there's some other differences. But my mom is my mom is very anti like cuss words, very anti any form of alcohol. Um, that I've never seen my mom take a drink in my life. Really? Um, never. I've only seen my dad take one or two, but I've never seen my mom take a drink. In my, I'm not saying I know she has, yeah. but never in front of me at any point in my life. Um, that's cool. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's different. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, my family gets together. My brother, who is not religious at all, we all when we get together, it can be it can be very, it can be a lot. The other thing is, me and my brother, and my mom all like to argue and debate things. So we will argue politics, religion. We go to we go to re- family reunions, and I'm so comfortable with confrontation with this kind of stuff. Like I'll just bring it up. Yeah. And my mom will dig her heels in, and my and like we will just we're all kind of debaters, and we'll just shred ideas. My my dad is not that way at all. He just kind of <laughs> sits by the way. When we bring the wives and stuff home, when we brought our wives home, and like. The whole family gets together. I think at first people think like, "Oh, this is getting heated," like they're mad. Yeah, like they're arguing for real. Like they want to like excuse themselves, and we're like, "No, it's fine. We do this every time we see each other." Yeah, like this is just how we communicate. Like we'll we'll go at it, you know. But my mom gets stressed out about it. I don't because I can literally like me and you could have a difference of opinion, and we can put this thing on the table, mm-hmm. and we can shred that thing to smithereens. Like, we can tear it apart. And I'm not going to be mad at you at the end of it. Right. You know, we can leave. We're fine. Yeah. Go get a drink. Go have dinner. Whatever. I think my mom has a little bit more trouble with that than I do. Um, And I do with certain topics. But, yeah, my mom definitely. I get it, too, though. If you're if you're in a debate and, you're, and your uh, theory or your what you're bringing to the table gets kind of crumbled down and destroyed. I, yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and we're all good debaters. Me yeah. and my brother are very good debaters. We're really good at, you know, keeping you on topic, yeah. you know, with, with a lot of women. And then... Um, That's a skill to be a debater. Sticking to, yeah, you know, we did took classes on it. So I, I, we didn't have that growing up. I didn't have an option. We, in that. we, we drove an hour to so, take it. Really? We drove to Tupelo. Okay. Yeah, from Vernon to Tupelo uh, once a week. Huh. We, drove, we okay. drove an hour to a debate team. And, and did that for a while, public speaking and debate. And then um, some of it was just natural. But, yeah, yeah. We, we also took, like, courses. I, yeah. So I, didn't, I think I got offered that in college maybe. I took a public speaking course, but I don't remember doing any debates. Any yeah. So I don't remember what the point of any of this conversation was. But does anybody remember what we were talking about? Dry humor and yeah, you know, Yeah, just, just like kind of not – people online. Yeah, right, people yeah. online making comments. Yeah. Um, and we kind of drove the home, the point home, but yeah, we, my, my, my family is definitely very, very much different than I am. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the black sheep, <laughs> but it's probably more my brother really, but really? yeah, probably. Um, but it was, it was a, it was an exciting time. I was, I was when we were growing up Yeah, when, as kids, I was, and now probably he is, 
Um, we've taken turns several times throughout the years because it was me, then it was him, then it was me again, now it's him again. Um, Just handing it back and forth. Back and forth, Passing yeah. I think I'm done with it. I think I'm done with it. I've, I've kind of come to terms with a few things, though, when it comes to my parents and their opinions and things. Like, I've come to terms, especially with my dad, but with my mom, too. Like, I know there's certain things I'm not going to change your mind on. And especially as I'm getting older and I have kids, I understand how important it is to like your kids and kind of be on the same page as your kids and y'all agree a little bit on, like, fundamentally. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, none of it really matters. Right. At the end of the day, like, my like my brother and my mom has, have had, like, issues with, like, the top, on the topic of religion. And this is the way I see it. On the topic of religion, my mom's a strong Christian. He's not. John, about your brother? My brother, yeah. Um, if he's right, none of this fucking matters. We are monkeys on a ball of rock hurling through space at a million miles an hour, mm -hmm. and none of this means shit. In which case, who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. Let your parents be happy. If they're right, they're right. It's obvious, the give and take there. But if he's right, who cares? Yeah. Like, if, if there is no God and there isn't nothing to any of this, and we literally, like, literally our advancement is just masturbation. Like, us getting a space and whatever, it doesn't mean anything. We're monkeys in an infinite cosmos of infinity. Nothing means anything. Everything's made up. Morality's made up. Truth is made up. Um... We're just hurling through space until the, our lights go out and then we're dead. And nothing means anything. Yeah. So let your parents be happy. Live your life the way you want to, but let your parents be happy. Mm -hmm. Don't argue with them. You know, go home for the holidays. Let them think you agree with them. Like, who gives a shit? At the end of the day, who gives a shit? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. None of this matters. It's not real. Even if it's politics, even. Like, you're not going to change your parents' mind. Like, if you got, like, a... I have trouble with politics. My mom is like hardcore Trump person. Really? Okay. She believes that my, my that Trump is like, which I have no problem with. Right. Um, but she believes that Trump is handpicked by God to be the leader of this country, mm -hmm. and I don't think I believe I agree with that. I think that God kind of lets just let stuff happen, and yeah. But who cares? All right, sure. I quit arguing with her. All right. Maybe. You just let, let her have her stance But she on says it, it now, I'm just kind of like, because, I mean, legitimately, I don't know what God wants, who God wants. Maybe he does want Donald Trump to be president. I don't know. <laughs> I legitimately don't know shit. How right. the hell am I supposed to know? Right. You know? Like yeah. a God that created the entire universe. I mean, it's almost even, if you back away from, like, the biblical side of it, it's almost arrogant to think that the God who created the entire infinite universe, infinity stacked on top of infinity, it's almost kind of arrogant to say that he would even care who the president the of the United, United States, States is. Yeah. Like it's such a little, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big country on this little tiny speck of dirt on the outer portion of the universe that yeah. does it like, but it's, a, it's a, it's a drop. Like it's nothing compared yeah. to what was created. So it's kind of arrogant. But um, for all I know, maybe he does want yeah. Donald Trump to be president. Like I, if she feels that way, maybe she's connected to God in some way that I'm not. I don't I don't necessarily think so, but 
I definitely don't know. I definitely don't know that he, I mean, he probably wanted Joe Biden to be president too. If God's all powerful, maybe he did. Like who, I don't know. Right. I have no idea. Like it's just not my, it's not my place to say. So that's why religion gets so complicated. It can, it can get real Because you just, at the end of the day, it's like, man, I mean, just to even think that I would be able to wrap my head around something like this is, because any, to me, an atheistic or a Christian and religious viewpoint on anything at this point is premature. We don't have the scientific evidence to have a real opinion yet in terms of the universe. We're not evolved, advanced enough. We don't have enough information. Mm-hmm. There's, no po- like, there's no possible way that we, we could. Like we are super, if, if, you know, if we aren't like special and, you know, God didn't create us special or whatever, and we're just advanced monkeys, like, and, that to, and the thing is, if we are just advanced monkeys, that still doesn't mean there isn't a God. This is another thing we got to remember. There could be a God and there could not be an afterlife. There can be a God. We could discover there's a God and there still might not be an afterlife. We just, we, we believe that we're really special. Yeah. We believe that we're like, he really like. there's a God and he really likes us. Like we're really high up on his priority list. There's a possibility we could be wrong. Yeah. We could close our eyes and we could just be dead and there still could be a God. It doesn't take that away from anything, you know? Um, yeah. I never thought of it, never looked at it like that. It's a scary thought, but yeah. like <laughs> they're not mutually exclusive ideas. Yeah. You know, the thought of an afterlife doesn't prove or disprove a God, and the thought of a God doesn't prove or disprove an afterlife. It definitely increases the chances of it, but it doesn't prove it or disprove it. I mean, and then what? at what point does life get an afterlife? Does fungi get an afterlife? Oh, yeah. Or as far the as like trees? That, that, yeah. In, the yeah. animals? Yeah. Squirrels? Worms, raccoons? Yeah. Dogs? Worms? Chimpanzees? Orcas? Dolphins, right. humans, where does it stop? Where does it start? Right. What makes it into the classification? What's it, you know, right. what's acceptable? It's, a, it's an interesting, yeah. it's an interesting, but the thing about it is, I don't know. You don't either. <laughs> <laughs> None of us know, you know, you know, the thought that I was, I had the other day, this is something that I truly, I truly have is helped me wrap my head around everything is I had this thought the other day that. Every single person on this planet is walking to the same infinite demise. Mm-hmm. We're all walking toward death. And you are going to come to a point in your life, at the end of your life, more than likely. You might be asleep for it, but most of the time, you're going to come to a point in your life where you realize that pretty much, if not all of who you are, is now a memory. You're about to close your eyes for the final time. The idea of you for everyone else is about to be a memory. You are about to end, put the ending chapter to your book. It's over. That's it. And I've also come to terms with the fact that there's never going to be enough that I'm going to be satisfied with as long as I'm alive. I'm never going to make enough money. I'm never going to make enough yeah. big enough impact. I'm always going to want to do more. I'm always going to want to be more. Um, but if in that those last few moments of my life, those last fleeting moments, if I can look back and truly be happy and proud of what I'm leaving behind and what I did, if I can find just a moment, a moment of peace at the very end of my life where I felt like I did what I was supposed to do, that would be he- enough heaven for me. Like that peace, that, that moment, that, that moment, because I'll never know peace in this life. <clears throat> we'll never know peace in this life. Not truly, not true peace. Yeah. In my opinion, 
like not real peace, not peace where like you're done, you can rest, yeah. like you can relax, you can sit down, like you can you can honestly truly be happy and at peace with what you are and what you've done, and everything's now in the rearview mirror. You you, you can't leave a bigger impact. You can't um, do any more. You've done everything you can do. This is it. You're about to close your eyes. How do you feel? How does that? How do you feel in that moment? Are you happy? Are you sad? And Are you upset? In that moment right there, you think determines your heaven or hell. Like if you don't find that peace, you consider that your hell. Maybe. That damn is deep. Maybe. That's kind of how I feel. I kind of feel like you almost like there's a possibility. Maybe you just stay in that state forever. Just sad. Yeah, or just like just like I just I just didn't, didn't do, do enough. enough. Yeah, you know, or maybe that's it. Maybe you die and that's it. Or maybe you get to heaven and it's I'm wrong. But to me, that's enough to make me want to like live a little differently. Yeah, like for me, that's enough because I had this like I'm not gonna call it a vision. It's one of the things I was the, one of the early things on that really bad trip I had a while back. But I <laughs> I had like you know how they they say your life flashes before your eyes. You almost like before see death, the eye before you die. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I was having this like almost vision of uh, sounds really hokey when I say it that way of this man's life and it wasn't even mine but it was this man's life and he worked a job and he put in his nine to five and he grinded and he had this kind of discontented relationship with his wife and he he raised kids but he really wasn't there for them and then like he was at work and then he he grew grew older and his kids moved away and kind of resented him and didn't you know didn't have a great relationship with them and and then he grew old in this house that he had paid for on a 30-year note, and then he died. And I was like, oh, my God, was that my life? And I was, like, so distraught. I was so unhappy with just that basic existence, yeah. that, like, looking back in that moment of my death and, like, what did you leave behind? Oh, well, you know, I worked a decent job, and I had a, I was married, and it wasn't great, and I had kids, and, it, you know, we did okay. And, you know, I lived a middle-class lifestyle, and I'm, like, I would be happier being completely broke uh-huh. and being happy with what I left behind than doing that. And so I just kind of, I really looked at myself and had this introspective moment of just like, that could be my life though. Like you felt like it was just a story, but it wasn't. It was a story, but it was in my yeah. head. It was mine. Yeah. I watched this, like this person's life play out with like this, like dramatic, like piano in the, in the background of it. It was really weird. Um, and I watched <laughs> it, but I watched it play out in front of me and it was like memories. It was like my memories, yeah. but they weren't actually like it isn't the awake me. Conscious me knows those weren't my memories, but in that state, I felt they were like my memories. And I was like, I was like, whoa, I, can't, I don't want to live like that. I don't want that to be my legacy. I don't want that to be my life. And it kind of capped what I already believed and how I already felt. And, but it kind of like, it really made me understand it that like that moment's coming for me. Yeah. There's going to be a moment right there this this unbelievable, either painful or exciting or wonderful moment right at the end of your life where you just, everything kind of comes to this moment peak where like you just build up, build up, build up, build up, and then bam, and you've spent 70, 80, 90, 100 years on this build up. And then you're we're all headed to this inevitable split second moment yep. of alive and then not alive. And it's such a dramatic split second moment. There's gotta be like your body, you know, your brain releases DMT in that moment and right. you, you are, you're definitely going to have a vision and you know, you're maybe about the moment of death. Yeah. Right the moment, the your DMT. moment of death. Yeah. Your, your brain releases DMT in I've the heard moment that of death. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Scientifically proven fact. 
Yeah, and that's, right. where, and that's where people think that life flashed before your eyes type thing is. That was, well, they that would, would flash. By. Some people think that that's where the afterlife experience comes from. My personal belief, this isn't a real popular belief, but our Wednesday episodes don't get that many views anyway. So um, my personal belief is I believe that the DMT is the coding that links everything together. I think it's the code of God. I think that God linked every living thing has DMT in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, I think that the energy, every living thing comes from God. And I think that that is the, I think that that could be what eases us over to the afterlife. Yeah. Our consciousness like the to the next is the pathway, okay. which is why people have these really insane God-like experiences on DMT. I think that it is an alternate, an alternate reality. I can see that too. Cause um, you always hear stories and, and from different, even people who don't know each other, but have done DMT, you know, yeah, and they all like, have similar experiences. Yeah. They see the elves right or the angels. Right, yeah. They see they meet God. And two people who've never even met each other. Yeah, you know? so was, yeah it's the same trip. How are you seeing the same, same trip? Yeah. yeah. I think mushrooms let you tap into your subconscious more, and I think DMT allows you to tap into the, the next realm in some way, which is why some people, I think, have bad trips yeah. on DMT. I think because depending on how you're living. and They're short trips, though, right? Yeah, they're like 15 minutes. Really? But they're trying to do um, – I, I, well, I heard this on the Joe Rogan podcast. They're trying to create a DMT drip that allows you to um, stay in that DMT altered state of consciousness for hours, possibly. Whoa. That's like a lifetime, I bet. Yeah. And then they would try to, they're going to try to map it the, and, and, and use it to study alternate states of reality yeah. and consciousness, both. Huh. They're doing that now? Like they're, they're trying, I don't think they're actually doing it yet, but that's, it's like in, theory. it's in the works. Wow. So, um, I think DMT is is a very powerful drug. I don't. I think there is something almost spiritual about it, and I've never done it. Never I mean, done DMT, I mean, but having those altered states of consciousness that I believe bring you to that moment of clarity of like, like what that moment brought me to was. There's another alternate version of that where I go and kill it, and I live an amazing life, and I and I and I see the world, and I live life because I remember I was in this basic house, and but I live life to the fullest, and I have an amazing relationship with my with my parents and my children and my wife and I do what I love every day and I help everyone around me and everybody that knows me is better for it and I've improved their lives and I'm able to make them a lot of money and I'm able to help them and whatever and then I get to that moment and I got to thinking like what would that moment feel like and I was like that moment would be heaven yeah like just to know that one moment that one brief because I love the grind I love the work so it's not that big of a deal to put the work in but that one moment of absolute peace and absolute clarity of of I did everything I was put on this planet to do. I, I was the person I was meant to be. You know, if God put me on this planet to be something special and great, I did that. I was the absolute best version of me in all areas of my life that I could be, and that's heaven. Yeah. And and if there's not an afterlife after that, live your life in a way that it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, because that's the thing about when you start using God to do crazy shit, like kill people. And blow shit up and kill children or whatever. It's like okay, like even if you think that there's a there's a God that's wanting you to do that, like when you get to the end of your life, I mean, that's are you gonna be proud of that? Right? Are you gonna are you gonna honestly feel that you did the right thing? Like if you, there's a God out there that's all infinite love and understanding, and are you really gonna be happy with how you lived that life? And I just don't think I would, you know. Yeah. But I'm also not going to, like, bow down to stupid rules either. 
Right, no. You know, like I'm not going to. So even though I would consider myself religious in this aspect, like I do believe in a heaven, I do believe in all that. I don't. I'm just saying I don't need there to be. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like Christians who say who believe smoking weed is a sin, mm-hmm. and you're like, hmm, okay, if you're telling me that if me smoking weed can keep me out of heaven, you being fat can definitely keep you out of heaven. Right. I see the same thing. Yeah. Because the Bible doesn't say anything about me smoking weed. But it speaks about gluttony a few times. Yeah. Gluttony is a big deal. The gambling. Overeating. Yeah. I grew up in, a, in an area we didn't gamble. It was I'm the just, very I'm just, just saying there's other things. But yeah. all your hardcore Christian that are anti-smoking weed, anti-drinking, and even anti-gambling, mm-hmm. they all overeat. They all got fat folks in the church and nobody's saying a word. Yeah. Now, the Bible doesn't say anything about my thing, but it says something about your thing. But, yeah, my thing's worse than your thing because it alters my consciousness. How does that make sense? How can that make sense? Explain that to me. How can well, you, how can you have a religion and you tell me that my thing's bad, even though your holy book doesn't say anything about it? But your thing's okay, but your holy book does say something about that. Yeah. That makes no logical sense. Same thing with, with, and the thing with weed is you can't say, well, there wasn't weed back then. Yes, there was. Yeah. And it was in the area where... That book was written. Yeah. It was in the area where the Bible was written. That's where weed comes from, the Middle East. That's where weed originates. Yeah. That's where we got it from. The Greeks got it from there. Well, you could even argue, too, <clears throat> talking about the altered state of consciousness, like overeating and gluttony will do the same thing. Will alter somebody's state of consciousness. Could. I mean, Just, they get that, that extreme high that they've overeaten. Yeah, it's a dopamine yeah. rush. Right, exactly. Yeah, when you so, eat, I mean, when you eat you especially sugary and fatty foods, that's a dopamine rush. Yeah, right. Same thing that when you smoke meth or when you yeah, I'm on the same smoke weed like or I, whatever, it's dopamine. How is that altered state of consciousness worse than your altered state of consciousness? It's not. It's, not. it's just we've just we've exactly. we've gotten in our head, and the Bible doesn't say anything about my altered state of consciousness. Right. It says something about yours. Yep. It says something about overeating. Yep. But nobody is from the pulpit is saying that if you're fat, it's a sin. If you're fat, it probably is a sin. Yeah. If you don't have like some other thing going on, that's probably sinful. In the yep. same way that. Drinking or whatever else. Like, if you say that sinful, like, okay, well, being fat is a sin too then. Yeah. You know? So, you want to sit there and say whatever you want to, read the book. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible. Pick it up. Yeah, Pick it up I and read it. Because it. it says something about a lot of things that you're doing. Yep. More so than what it says about what I'm doing. You've decided that of these rules that you're enforcing on me. You've decided it so that you can make yourself feel better than me. But really, your fat ass is sitting there at 300 pounds getting up, on, getting up in the pulpit on Sunday and preaching, fat boy. Guess what? The Bible says something about your thing. So it does. So, so does. I'm going to get off my soapbox, but, you know, fat boys need to leave me alone. Leave me alone. Y'all leave me alone, man. Ain't nobody messing with me, really. Oh, I didn't. Not really. But don't do but it. But I do feel like, you know, like I want to get involved in church and stuff. And I do feel like that because my belief system is different than most of the, especially down here, the Christians in churches, it makes it harder for me to really get involved in a church because I'm not the kind of person that in a private conversation, I'm going to miss words. Right. I'm not the kind of person, like if I'm in a private conversation with the pastor and he wants to have a conversation about, I mean, I've got a podcast. People, I'm pretty well known in this area. And a lot of people listen to this podcast and I'm not the kind of person that is going to like hide my belief system from you because to, to save you and your feelings, especially if you're a pastor. Right. Like I'm going to challenge you and you should be able to, have the conversation with me, and I've never once had anybody be able to do it. 
but it also makes it to where I'm not going to be really accepted in that church. Yeah. So, um, I I try to keep my mouth shut for that reason, because I, I just, I want to be accepted, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if we're going to be homeboys, like I talk to you like a homeboy, right? I can't really do that with them. So it's hard yeah. to get really involved. Yeah, I get it. You know, and same thing with like cuss words. Cause like, I don't, well, I we ref- talked about that a few weeks back. Yeah, I, mean, I refuse I to quit way. saying cuss words. Yeah. I refuse. I'm not going to. I'm not going to because of my belief on it. I believe that you made up the rule to make your pat mm-hmm. yourself on the back. I'm not going to bow down to a rule system that you made up that you can't back up in your book. Yeah. You know, you might have a couple little really poorly translated scriptures that you're jumping through a whole bunch of hoops to get to. Mm-hmm. But in terms of an actual scripture that you could show me about wordy dirds, Slang words that make jokes funnier because they do, and that's the thing. These slang words are only um, pertinent to like United States, like the words we use. You know, British people don't use. Yeah, they're slang because we say they're slang. So I mean, yeah, I I, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. So, um, yeah, I just don't. I'm just not gonna get down. I'm just not gonna buy that because you tell me that I should. Yep. I'm not gonna buy it just because you you sold it. You know what I mean? Like. But when you come behind this many years of of um, tradition in the South, mm-hmm. where this is the way it's always been, you know, and I'll try to be respectful, and I don't try not to cuss in front of, you know, older women and you know, right. small kids that aren't mine, and I'll definitely be respectful. But it's a stupid rule. Yeah, it's a stupid rule that we all made up. Yeah. But the rule is really what, what, and this is what people need to understand: you saying that we can't say them is the only thing that keeps them in existence. The only reason cuss words exist yeah, is because they're that. bad. Yeah, I get it. If they stopped being bad, nobody would say them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. shit is not a better word than poop, but it's <laughs> you said it was bad, so yeah. we used it for everything. Yeah. Shithead, shitbox, uh, shit for brains, uh, yeah. he shit at this, he yeah. shit his pants. You know, there's a million oh, different ways yeah. you can use if it. If you stub your toe and you say, ouch, and I say, damn. Like, it made it worse, and I said, damn, and you said, ouch. You right, like, exactly. Yeah. It makes no sense. Makes yeah. no sense yeah. at all. But you know what we should do? We really should get somebody on here that has a different of, difference of opinion to give them a chance. So if you yeah. are watching this and you would like to come on the podcast, and I know you especially, um, and you feel that you can accurately defend this viewpoint, I would encourage you. And I'd be open to hear it, too. I wouldn't just try to I argue. Too, yeah. I'd I'm be open here. to hear it. If somebody can give me really good, solid um, evidence other than legalism, the only other big one that you could use if I were going to make the case is I would say where Paul says avoid the appearance of sin. That'd be the only one that you could you could really argue. But yeah, I don't know that I really consider all the writings of Paul to be scripture, and that's another really unpopular belief that I have. I think that they were letters to those churches mm-hmm. about how to run those churches, and they give a good framework for the church. But, uh-oh, lost video for a second. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway, I just don't necessarily. I don't know. I, I'm very. I'm very. Well, that goes back to whatever you know. If you're gonna read something out of the Bible or a verse, you know, you, you have to look at the context around it, right? And who it was addressed right. to, and well, when it was well, addressed, and what caused it to be addressed that yeah, way. You know. Yeah. So I have a. I have a different. I've got a different viewpoint. Yeah. Than a lot of other people do on a lot of things, and it makes it hard to fit in places. And so, I do well when I'm in charge somewhere. You know, like oh, if, yeah, I'm, yeah. if I'm the yeah. guy that's in charge, and you know. People don't feel threat is threatened when I you come into a church and you're like you know when I come into a church and I kind of challenge the the whole viewpoint of the whole congregation and I and I don't do this I did as a kid though when I was in high school I did a lot because I've been this way my whole life yeah 
Uh, I remember one of the big arguments I got into. And the reason why I am this way is because I've been right most of the time in hindsight. I got a really big argument with my Sunday school teacher, then her husband. The pastor kind of came in. I was like 10 at the time. The pastor kind of came in and shut me down. But I was like, you didn't make a point. And it was over if it was a sin for white people and black people to get married. Had a big, big you, debate I think about you this. Told me about this. Yeah, had a had the uh, had a kid in Sunday school ask in the, or preaching Sunday school class. I was like maybe 11, 10, 11, 12. I don't remember exactly, but she was like, uh, my grandmother told me it was a sin for white people and black people to date, which was a very common view where I'm from. Yeah, at that time, and I was like, no, it's not. And the Sunday school teacher was like, wait a minute, yes, it is. And I was like, show me the scripture, and she couldn't, so she pulled her husband in. And they asked him, and he said, yes, it is. And I said, okay, you need to show me the scripture. He was claiming it was a it sin was a for, sin for, for a, black, marriages? a black boy and a white girl to get married or be together. Um, he said, and his exact words were, I don't know where it's at, but it's in there. <laughs> and so I was like, well, until you can show me where it is, I'm not going to change my viewpoint. Right. And this girl, I think, wanted to date a black guy, which was a big deal in that church. Like, that was not done at all. Matter of fact, the preachers preached an entire sermon on it one Sunday uh, about how that was not going to be done at his, that church. Whoa. Yeah. And um, we left shortly after that. Yeah. Um, but the pastor got brought in, and the pastor just kind of talked around the subject for a few minutes. Never really gave any scripture. Never really even – he gave his opinion that he thought it was a sin, but he never really enforced it. He never really did anything. And I was like – that's not a good argument. You're, you're saying something is sinful, can send you to hell, is God doesn't like it. You need to have a lot more evidence of what you bring to the table because I have biblical evidence that you're wrong yeah. because Moses' brother, um, Moses married a woman who was very likely black, and Aaron and his sister Miriam, I believe it was his sister's name, uh, did not like it, and God cursed them for speaking negatively about his marriage to who was a woman he married who was from south of Egypt and didn't look like them, as all the Bible really says. Yeah. So, good possibility. Yeah. You know, um, they believe it was south. Anyway, didn't wasn't of their people. Was a different race. And God cursed Moses' family for speaking ill of her in that marriage. So you say what you want to. I have scripture to say that you're wrong. Yeah. Well, I was I was right. I hundred percent think I was right to this day. I'm hundred percent. Yeah. I'm right. And that's been the case a lot of times in these arguments where people in, in church have just kind of accepted these old timey doctrine ideas mm -hmm. that have been passed down for the last few generations that aren't really based on anything in the Bible, aren't really based on Christianity, aren't really based on anything, just more than their culture, yeah, personal opinion and stuff like and, that. And, and, you know, people want to use religion to, to back up, their beliefs. So if I have a belief, if I can link that belief to to my religion, now I've got something I can convert people to my belief with. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're a Christian, you should think the same way as me. You should vote Republican too. Oh, you're religion, you should vote Democrat too. Because mm -hmm. look, read the Bible, you should be a Republican. R Republicans are Christian. See, yeah. you know what I mean. Or yeah. Democrats are Christian. See, yeah. you know. Um, I think that's a really dangerous place to live. Oh yeah. I think that's really, really dangerous. I think that's really, really dangerous. And I think it you can should, become false doctrine and it is yeah, false yeah. doctrine. Yeah. Very quickly. So, yeah, yeah. 
very, very quickly. The abortion debate is what the Republicans typically use. <clears throat> Helping the poor is what the Democrats typically use. They both use it, though. Yeah. They both use it, you know. Um, and, hey, I can see both arguments. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree, but I can see both arguments. Um, got anything you want to add before we wrap it up? No, man, that's good. Yeah, not a bad episode. Yeah. Um, Hopefully Tyler will be back next week when he gets his stomach issues worked out. Hopefully my stomach issues will be worked out next week too. Thank you guys so much for watching slash listening to this episode of the Man Up Podcast. I am the Mississippi Superman. I appreciate you guys. Catch us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook at the Mississippi Superman and YouTube at the same thing, Mississippi Superman. Go check out the Man Up Podcast at Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace.